Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of pink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters, the ESW, J, Nova Hedonist, Tempest, Brianna Lynn, Daddy J, Fabe, Embers, Mama D, William P, Lady, Claire, Zytam, Savage Heart, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Good Girl, Lady Blooding, and Blue Aries. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers, both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. There has been a lot in the news lately about kink in public. We've been hearing stories about the dominatrix who had her submissive on his knees in a collar and a leash walking through the grocery store. It's brought a lot of attention. There was, Dar, I don't know if you heard the story about the couple on the airplane where the flight attendant was asking something of the woman and she didn't answer. She kept turning to the male she was with, who we're assuming is her dom, and he did all the answering for her. I had not heard that story yet, actually. And of course, there's been the arguments going back and forth about allowing kink at pride events. Yeah, that I've heard a lot of opinions about. Well, since we love talking about our opinions... (laughs) We do have so many opinions. And this particular story just screams for opinions. I figured we had to cover it, right? Well, sure. Because, you know, nobody does opinions like we do. No. All right. Now, there seems to be no consensus about kink, what level of kink should or should not be allowed in public in vanilla settings. There's not going to be pretty much ever. We don't have a consensus. Not between us. No. No, Definitely different. mm -hmm. As usual. Yeah. Well, so- when when have we really, really like automatically agreed on something? Like, even if we have the opinion where, yes, it's the same here, we go about it in something completely different, <laughs> different. from each other. So there's never going to be full on consensus. No. And in this particular situation, we're also coming at it from very, very different angles. Yep. I am out. I have told my whole family that I'm kinky and poly. Heck, I did an announcement on Facebook. Hey, guys. I'm Kinky and Polly, and if you have a problem with it, that's your problem. Yep, I was there for that. I saw that, and I went, okay, there she goes. And even at work, while I have never said the words, I am Kinky and Polly, my bosses certainly knew when I was dating both a woman and going out on dates with men, and I often use the term alternative lifestyles and tell them I'm involved in alternative lifestyles. So I'm not hiding who I am. And therefore, for me, there will be things I won't mind as much because it doesn't hurt me. I don't have to hide. And I, on the other hand, am still semi in the closet. Not with my friends, not with the people I'm very close to, obviously. I, one of my parents knows, the other one doesn't. It's um, <laughs> Let me guess. Mom, Mommy knows, but daddy doesn't want me to know those things about his little girl. We're not referring to my dad as daddy. Sorry, I forgot. (laughs) That just opens up a whole different level of awkward. And I I remember, like, did did you hear the big long pause in between? I was gathering my thoughts. How do I put this? I stopped calling him daddy when I actually got a daddy. Interesting. I didn't know that. See, I stopped calling my dad daddy when I was probably five or six. Okay, yeah. I've always been actually daddy's little girl. And, you know, like my dad and I are really good buds. And I was never comfortable with calling my partner daddy for like a really long time when I first got into that aspect of the lifestyle. It was one of the things I was like, I already have a daddy. I don't need to call somebody else a daddy. And then I got more into it. I explored it. It's a title. It's a term of endearment, kind of like babe or, you know, in the, um, you know, in a lot of Hispanic communities, you call your partner poppy. This has nothing to do with who I call poppy because I did that as like 12 different kinds of jokes. But, you know, 
But I stopped calling my father daddy when I started referring to my partner as a daddy. Because in my head, the, they're just not, they're not compatible. There's a so, lot in the Southern region. Yes. Husbands and wives who call each other mommy and daddy. Yes. Well, okay. So with my dog, we actually call each other mommy and daddy to the dog. And I'll actually say to her, like, where's daddy? Go get him. Go get him. To, go get to daddy. And she responds to it. She knows exactly who daddy is. She knows exactly who mommy is. And we'll do that in front of my parents and nobody has a problem with it. Nobody has a problem with that. They're like, oh yeah, that's their kid, blah, 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 no problem. But if I'm just saying, you know, hey, my dad, they're referring to it. No. Anyway, massive tangent on that. But I think that also- That's part of it though. I think it is part of it because to me that kind of goes hand in hand. That's part of me being one, semi-closeted because job, because family, I can't. There's a few of my family members that know. A few of them, most of them don't. And I will not be telling them because that's my private business. And the other reason is because I'm very, I don't think the word is prudish. Although you could probably refer to me as somewhat of a prude. I'm, I'm the most vanilla kinkster I know, probably. But I do, while I do enjoy talking about it with like-minded people and with people that know and understand, I'll be open with people. And if I, you know, have a new person, and they're like, uh, I'm not sure about you. And then I see another person going, yeah, they're cool. Fine. I'll be open about it. Cool, cool. But I really have to trust that person to not blow my cover, essentially. So it has to do with the level of respect that I have for the people that not only am I talking to, the level of respect I want them to have for me. And that sounds wrong. I don't think it sounds wrong. You know those people best. So you would know how they would respond. I well, mean, I mean, I mean, in the fact that it sounds wrong where I want them to respect me. And if they know I'm kinky, they may not. Okay. That's where I, that's where the dichotomy in my head. But is. is that on you or is that on them? I mean, it's on you that you care. Yes. But it's on them that they that don't. they would not respect you. Yeah. And I understand that. But in my head, it's, it's just, I can't, I can't connect the two of them, I guess. I'm so used to being on the DL about it, where I have forever. And I'm so used to the word consent. And that's what it all boils down to. Here's an interesting thought. And I don't know that you'll have an answer or anybody else will. There is almost a 20-year age gap between the two of us. I, I hesitate to wow, mention you, that. Wow, you outed that, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> but the reason I'm outing it is I wonder if that plays into it. At my ripe old age, you stop caring. I've used up all my fucks. <laughs> I've had 55 years of using my fucks. I am out of fucks, people. And one of the, not everything is great about getting old. I mean, the body creaks. It's not fun. But one of the <laughs> wonderful things about getting older is that you, you do stop giving a fuck. You start living however you want, and it's up to other people. Do you know how much that annoys people who are younger, though? It doesn't mean that there aren't younger people who have that attitude. No, 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 I'm talking about like, you know how there's like old ladies who have like the I don't give a fuck attitude and they can do whatever they want. It That annoys people who are younger like a lot. Because, Does it? Oh my God. There's Why? Been so, I think it, there's two reasons. One, because we can't. We're still in that, oh my God, people are going to judge me phase. And two, because it can be rude, obnoxious. And just like, if you don't give a fuck about yourself, understanding or hearing or whatever, like I still do. Please respect that I do. Like I was literally. Yeah, they should. People yeah. should still respect you. I was at a meeting the other day where somebody, like I was embarrassed by proxy. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I don't know how many of you guys actually feel this way too. But when you're near somebody who's doing something that you term embarrassing, but they don't. And this was an older woman. She was talking. She was doing her thing. She was being her authentic self. And I was embarrassed sitting next to her by proxy. And I was going, I was actually looking the other way going, oh, my God, shut up. Shut up, woman. Please stop talking and putting your foot in it. To her, she wasn't. She had zero fucks. She knew who she was. She knew what she was doing. But the rest of everybody in this meeting was just going, stop talking. So like, I was embarrassed being near this person who gave very little fucks. Yeah, I try to have fu the few fucks I have left. <laughs> I Maybe try a tablespoon? A tablespoon. <laughs> I try to use them in instances like that for there's being aware of other people. And it's not that I give a fuck about what they think of me as much as I do give a fuck that they should be comfortable. Yeah. And I think that's what it really comes down to is who should you give a fuck about? Is it only yourself that matters? 
Or is it the other people around you who may be really uncomfortable? And of the other people who are around you, is it only giving a fuck about family and friends that you care about? Or is it strangers? Versus total strangers. And that brings me to another point. People who are their authentic selves, who want to be who they are and don't give a damn, good for you. You should be able to do that. You should. So more specifically, I'm talking about like gay people, transgender people, people who are coming out of the closet and being their authentic selves, who they are. Great. Do it. More power to you. Absolutely wish you the best. But when it comes to activities, I can be very much approved with that. And I'm not talking about just who you are as a person. That's different. I'm talking about your actual sexual activities, bedroom or otherwise. I don't want to see anybody doing it. I, And it's weird coming from me as a voyeur. I do like seeing people do it and I do like seeing their activities, but it's when I have permission to do so and it's in a particular setup scene. I'm not going to just watch somebody do it without their knowledge, consent or otherwise, because that's violating them, even though it's what I where I get my kicks from. The trick is, is it fair to expect kinksters to hide who they are? And I'm not saying that as an opinion. I know it's strange. I'm actually not using my opinion. That's actually the question. That's the question. Because as with anything, years ago, not that long ago, I remember. I mean, I remember when Rock Hudson came out as gay. Who? Oh, fuck you. (laughs) Just fuck. See, that's what I'm saving my fucks for. (laughs) And it's. Sorry. All my Gen Xers know who the hell I'm talking about. I have no idea who that is. That was not even fake. I swear to God. I don't know who the hell you're talking about. Okay. Then just in case for our younger people, Rock Hudson was a movie star, gorgeous, masculine movie star. He was gay and he had to hide it because he was the masculine, gorgeous movie star and gays were already not accepted, but he was the opposite. You know, you have your flaming gays. Mm-hmm. He was the other end. If you didn't know he was gay, you wouldn't know. He came across as heteronormative. I like flaming gays. They're fun. Not a judgment. I'm just uh, no, no, saying. No, no, no. I genuinely okay. love it. Um, well, he ended up, he got AIDS at the beginning. Oh. So this was the 80s, right? Yeah, the 80s. I know. You might not have been born yet. Fuck you. Um, but Probably not. He came out with AIDS. <laughs> and it was in the height of the AIDS epidemic. And bless his heart, he decided he had AIDS. He was going to die. He decided it was time to come out of the closet and use his power to help others. Mm-hmm. And it was a shock. It was a shock to everybody. Who the fuck knew he was gay? Oh my God. We had movies where he was kissing women. It was like, what? what, what well, it's called acting. Not back in the 80s. We didn't know. Mm. No, I meant like on his part, yeah. that was just really good acting right? probably. I think there's actually a Netflix show that covers that period of time. Mm-hmm. With that, and I think there was an actor who plays Rock Hudson. Anyway, div- diverting myself again. Back then, to see two men kissing, <gasps> no, that's oh, disgusting. Dude. Why? Why? Pawn- why do they get to do that and pawn themselves off? It makes us all uncomfortable. You remember Brokeback Mountain, right? I never saw it. You what? I never saw it. Okay, okay. There goes my entire. But I know about it. Okay. I know about it. I just never saw it. So way back when it came out, it was like really stupid controversial, right? Like massively controversial. So I watched it. It wasn't as bad as people were making it sound. And I couldn't figure out what people were talking about. And my uh, person I knew at the time was like, oh my God, it was like watching gay porn. And I thought about that for a minute. I was like, first of all, how do you know what gay porn (laughs) looks like? And they probably don't, but Mm, you think they might have? No, but this this kind of person was very alpha male and and was required to be alpha male by their job description, all that other jazz. I'm not getting into it, but it was very alpha male. So for him to compare it to gay porn, either he already knows what it looks like and is just seriously in the closet or he doesn't actually know what the hell gay porn looks like because I watched this movie and it was not gay porn. I have seen gay porn. I enjoy gay porn. That was not gay porn. So. When people discuss what they see, they exaggerate a lot. Yes, they do. And it's all about their perceptions. My perception of what I see is going to be radically different from what your perception is and what everybody else's is going to be. So whose lens do you look through? Right. And the point is, I remember the arguments back then in the 80s. You couldn't have two men kissing. Women, children could see it. (gasps) The children could see it. Oh, my God. If they have a gay teacher, it's going to turn them gay. 
The horror. We still have some states where gays can't adopt because God forbid they turn their children gay. Yeah, God did not forbid that. Right? So you had back then where gays couldn't hold hands walking, couldn't kiss, couldn't have their arms around each other, couldn't dance together someplace. Now it's accepted. Now it's allowed. Well, if you look back in history, that's been a thing for a while for well, all kinds of different guess things. Guess what? Now it's Kink's turn. So to hear the same arguments used about why kink isn't allowed, that was used back then for why gays aren't allowed, to me, is fascinating. Now, kink, I have no problem with some aspects of I mean, I don't want to walk down the street and necessarily see an impact scene just happening on the street corner. Mm -hmm. And yet, vanillas will smack each other on the ass. Fuck football players after a good play will smack each other on the ass. Really, really don't get like what is what is up with that, right? Why why is that a good luck thing? I I don't know. Well, why is poking my boobs a good luck thing for you? I do it before every single podcast. Don't you worry about that. But I'm just saying is you just never know. Listen, there's an old thing about football, right? It's only weird if it doesn't work. Isn't that the commercial? I don't know. I'm not a You're not a sports yeah. person. For sports fans, we all have our little things you must do before every game. It's what's good luck for you. Is that team. the thing where you don't change your underwear because you, yeah. you won the last time yes. you wore that pair? Yes. Yeah, so you keep that pair. You put it in a plastic bag safely. That's and you wear it again. The next, disgusting. Okay, you are not a sports fan, so you don't understand it. My sports fans who are listening, but, it, because there's got to be more kinksters like me who are not geeks and nerds who are sports fans. That is so unhygienic. I can't. Even like it's making my skin crawl right now. Just thinking about that. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Wait a minute. I need to just say something because I said something before and I just want to clarify something. I am not saying you cannot be a geek, a nerd and a sports fan. Thank you. That's what I want to say. Okay. (laughs) We actually have to get in trouble. We should do a whole podcast on that because there seems to be an overlap, but at the same time, it's not 100%. Nothing. Well, nothing ever ever is. Yeah. But back to the topic. Yes. So you to say to kinksters, you need to be behind closed doors and not do your kink out in public. It's just interesting when I've got vanilla smacking each other on the football field on the ass. You've got southerners who call each other mommy and daddy. There is so much kink in vanilla life. It's not even funny. Okay. So weird point. You remember the show Dexter? Yes. Another one I did not see, but I know oh, all about it. God. I gotta, okay, you didn't know who Rock Hudson was. Don't even start with But me. this is contemporary. Yeah. Okay, so? anyway. So and there's a lot of blood in that show, wasn't there? Yeah, but I can handle fake blood, okay? <laughs> if I'm if it's right in front of me, it's totally different. <laughs> anyway. So one of the things that I thought was really interesting, and this is why your what you just said brought this up in my head. One, because my head goes weird places. I don't know why. The opening credits of the show always fascinated me. And it was him tying his shoe and it was like almost looking like it was strangling him chopping something for breakfast or, you know, squeezing something or choking with a tie or something. It was literally just somebody getting ready for work in the morning, but they made it look so unbelievably violent that it was showing the acts of violence that make up your day-to-day life. What's interesting to me is when you compare that, what kink aspects there are in your everyday vanilla life. How many of them are there? Like, can you can you think about that? How many accidental kinky things do you do that would normally be considered vanilla? Like the slapping on the ass. Yeah. Uh, you have vanilla couples walking together and often the male will lead the female mm-hmm. with a hand around the back of their neck. I mean, long before I was kinky in vanilla relationships, whatever boyfriend I had at the time would have his hand on the back of my neck and he would direct mm-hmm. in whatever direction he wanted to go to. My third date with my husband right now this was actually when I fell in love with him was I, I can pinpoint it. He took me to an aquarium and was very gently and the most we had done at this point was kiss. He was very gently leading me by putting his hand on the small of my back and kind of pushing me in the direction he wanted to go kind of steering me. And we were both aware of what we wanted. I wanted a kink relationship. He was learning what that meant. But he just sort of automatically took charge and did this. And I fell in love with him that day. Like, I absolutely knew. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't really, I don't think I could really know it at that point. But I know it now that that was probably the beginning of the end for me because he was taking control and he was doing, but he didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So that was, that's a vanilla thing that people would normally consider vanilla that when you think about it is actually quite kinky. But now, see, now it was in public. But now here's the interesting thing. Now when he does it, 
and you are a kinky couple, and he is your daddy, he is your dom, he is in control of the relationship, and you are doing the same thing. Does that make it any less okay now? It's one of those things where, again, it's the perception. People see this kind of thing all the time. So while in our minds, yes, it is kinky, to anyone else's mind, it's just him taking care of me as, uh, this is going to sound horribly sexist, but as a husband should. And I did that in mega quotes. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I'm a fully independent person. I do the kink stuff because I want to. It's not him controlling me. I had this conversation with somebody the other day. What my point is, is nobody else is going to realize. So another thing I can bring up, my collar. I wear a collar, a kink collar that my husband gave me. And this was our equivalent of getting engaged in the BDSM world. Now, I have a traditional engagement ring. I have a traditional wedding ring. We got traditional married, all of that jazz. But what what would you say a year or two before the actual engagement ring happened? I got the collar. Yeah. It does not look like one. You would never, ever be able to identify this as a collar. However, this is the only thing that I will wear around my neck. I refuse to wear any other necklace. For my wedding, this was the only necklace that I wanted to wear. I insisted on it. Nobody can tell what it is. It just looks like a pendant. But the first few, like a couple of times, the chain broke because it was really chintzy chain that it came with. And I fucking cried, like bawling because my collar broke. Yeah. And it was way worse than it would have been if it was just a necklace he gave me. But nobody knows. When I was collared in my first DS relationship, I wanted to have something that I could wear out and about. Mm -hmm. And it was a necklace with a pendant. And the pendant was the... Was it the infinity symbol one? No, it was either the Japanese or Chinese. And I, I apologize for not remembering which one. But it was the symbol for slave. Ooh, but oh, oh, that's interesting because people who can't read the language, read the character, had no idea. idea. But what if you run into somebody who can read it? It didn't happen, so I don't know. I got very fortunate it didn't happen. Interesting. Now, I did have a second traditional collar with the O-ring on it and all that, mm-hmm. but that only went on in kinky situations, so at parties, at the dungeon. That's the only time I would wear that. Otherwise, I just wore the the chain with the pendant. Yeah. And I knew what it meant. In fact, I got into a funny, interesting habit of going to sleep holding on to the pendant. (laughs) To the point that when he and I broke up, I couldn't take the necklace off because I was so used to it. So I switched the pendant out from slave to a crown. Oh, okay. And that's what, because I decided I am a princess and I'm going to own it. And I guess I was self-collaring myself before I knew that self-collaring was a thing. Right. And notice, I was just thinking about that because the necklace that you just got yourself says princess. It actually says princess on it. Again, part of it is I am coming out of the kinky closet. So I have, I now have people in my vanilla life who refer to me as Princess Rara, though they don't know. <laughs> they don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> they know I identify as a princess. Yeah. Which, if you hang out with me for, what, like 30 seconds, you'll figure it out. Not even that long. <laughs> and, you know, I do surround myself by pink, which everybody knows. If there's pink, everybody needs to point it out to me. Look, there's pink. It's like, oh, I oh know. Oh, my God. Guys, people will actually send her pictures of things that say pink or things that are pink. And it's like... Yeah, we know she likes pink. Okay. It made us think of you. We saw this. We saw this pink <laughs> thing and I thought of you, rah, rah, because that's the only thing we can ever think of. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's just interesting how there are ways to be kinky quietly. And yeah, and again, that's the thing. How quiet are you? How quiet do you want to be? How quiet do you need to be? And it, it depends on that lens that you're going to look through. And that's a difficult line to walk. Well, let's look at munches, for example. Because that's a hell of a difficult line to walk. Because most of the time, you're in a vanilla setting. Yes. But you're a group of kinksters. And we even said on our munch episode that you are mostly required to be vanilla. At most munches, they ask you to be more vanilla and to watch what you say. Because the servers, the other people around you, they have not given consent to be a part of it. So what do you do? Well, and the other thing that I don't know that you can answer this because you've been kinky for so long, right? Actually, I think I've been kinky for about half my life now, really. But I know even when I identified as vanilla, I would go out with my my female friends and we talked sex. Oh, yeah. We talked relationships and we would do it while we were out at lunch. 
in a vanilla setting, considering ourselves vanilla. And we didn't think twice about it. I mean, yeah, we'd look around if there were children, then by all means we didn't. Or we talked really quietly so that the children didn't hear. But as far as other adults, we we didn't think twice about it. And yet now, as a kinkster, I'm even more aware of it. I, you know, even if I go out, like if you and I go out with the girls and we're talking uh, sex, not just like vanilla sex, even then we'll be a little more circumspect because it's respectful to the people around us. Even if we're talking vanilla sex, even if we're talking about boyfriends, husbands, partners, whatever it is, we're not going to scream it out there. So for me personally, the same rule applies. My personal life is my personal life. I'm not going to shout it out at you unless I'm with more like-minded people like at a party. And for me, it's really funny because as the extreme extrovert I am and as the completely not shy person that I am, (laughs) I'm pretty open and honest about almost every aspect of my life except my sex life that I keep quiet about. And that is less about my worrying about people knowing my business as much as I don't know that my partner Mm. would want everybody to know our business and know what's going on. So it's it's interesting for me. I mean, I can talk kink all fucking day and I'll tell you what I'm doing. And you know me, I'll I'll throw my clothes off at the drop of a hat. It just Yeah. Oh, you want to see my bruise? Let me just pull my pants down. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I sort of do that in vanilla with my vanilla friends too. When I had them, I don't have any vanilla friends anymore. But when I did have vanilla friends, it was always well known that I don't have a shy bone in my body. Nope. Nor a modest one. So If I need to be naked, I can be naked. Well, okay. So another example is I, you know, the little side of me. I'm pretty damn open about that with most people. And sometimes it slips out and I can't help it. But the little paraphernalia around my house. Oh my God. I hide. I stash that shit. Even your stuffies? No, stuffies are out because adult stuffies are like in now. Same thing with adult coloring books. Yes, I have my coloring books and crayons and markers and all of that out. I have my uh, the things that I've colored for for daddy on the refrigerator and stuff. But we kind of have the magnet hiding to daddy. But my chewies, they're all over the house, but they're stashed. Mm -hmm. My sippy cups are behind a wall of glassware in the cabinet so that anybody who comes in my house mainly my parents who are, you know, looking for a glass aren't going to find it. Right. I do not let that even in my own house cannot let that show because honestly, I don't want to have to sit there and explain that. Well, and I've noticed you don't show those in front of me either because you know, mm-hmm. they kind of make me uncomfortable. What are you talking about? Exactly. I didn't I do what you said. Yeah, you killing you at all? No, but also the fun part about it is when I do let it loose, it triggers Rara's middle. Yeah. But not even the, the speak, because the speak doesn't bother me. I can accept that. Because I also know it, it's put on. It's part Sometimes, of the, yeah. <laughs> even, even if you do it un- unconsciously, subconsciously, whatever, it's... Yeah, because you're not unconscious. You're subconscious. I speak good. I might be <laughs> unconscious <laughs> sometimes. I speak real good. It's okay. I haven't had a lot of sleep. Um, <laughs> you don't use the sippy cups in front of me because you know I'm not a fan. Right. And in one sense, I feel bad because you should be able to do what you want in your house. In the same token, I appreciate it. The same way that I'm allergic to fish and I would rather not be in somebody's house that's cooking fish because it reeks. Yeah. So I appreciate somebody not cooking fish when I'm around. Well, like, even though they're in their house and they should be able to cook whatever the fuck they want. Well, like, again, it comes down to level of respect. Like, I respect you as a person and your preferences. And like, my little side with you comes out to annoy the shit out of you. It doesn't come out because you're... Yeah, I know. It doesn't come (laughs) out because you're part of that dynamic. We have never had that dynamic. So that side of me just kind of goes... Not goes away because I'll still do it in front of you with daddy. But I won't do it to the extent that I would if it was just him and me. Or if there were other littles around. Oh, God, it gets really bad when there's other littles around. It's just like exceptional. But it comes down to my level of respect for you and your comfort level. This week's episode is sponsored by an incredibly talented photographer, Jay Yee. Jay offers a wide variety of vanilla photo shoots such as headshots, conventions, weddings, family photos, dating profile photos, proposals, and more. Rara and I have known Jay for years, and when his clients have given permission, we've been able to see some of his photos. And wow, 
We are amazed at how he is able to capture a moment in time that shows the joy and beauty of the people in the photo. I remember seeing some maternity shots that he did, and the mother was glowing. I can only imagine how it will feel to look back on those photos years from now and remember the excitement she felt that was so clearly captured in the photos. But what's so cool about Jay is he is a kinkster himself, so he also offers amazing kink photos. He can do solo shoots, such as boudoir photos, or couple shoots, like a collaring ceremony. Maybe you want professional shots of your scenes, like rope suspension. If you have an idea, Jay can probably make it happen. He works throughout the Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. areas, but he's also willing to travel to some parts of West Virginia. You can reach out to Jay to discuss your photo needs either through his website at www.jyephoto.com. That's J-Y-I-P-H-O-T-O.com or even through FetLife. His handle is ISO800. And if you visit his website, which we will list in the show notes, you can see some of his beautiful work. So if you need someone to help you capture those once-in-a-lifetime moments, check out jeephoto.com. We sort of veered off topic from Munches because that's the... Oh, that's what we were that's talking where about. We, I know. You know us. We go off on tangents. <laughs> so turn around. GPS is resetting. You got to do that like a robot, though. I don't know how to do a robot. You want Rerouting. To oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> Wow. Can we ever do one episode where we don't, don't go off into some la-la land? No. And, you know, here's the consent. I guess if they're listening, they've consented to going along the ride with us. Yeah, I'm sorry, you guys. Apparently, we're really bad drivers <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to talking. Um, but again, you consented to it. So, oh, well. <laughs> we're going for a ride. La-la land. Here we come. Can I get the British voice for the GPS next time? Maybe that's my problem. I'm not, I need a British accent no, for GPS. You need an Australian accent for no, that, and I, I need the Scottish. Oh God, can somebody leave me a voicemail of being like a Scottish GPS? No. Can I give a quick shout out to my friend Primal Empress on TikTok who has the sexiest fucking accent? Oh I yeah, know. she does. So if she wants to record like GPS for me. I would really be so excited. Please do that. <laughs> I want to see Rara lose her shit over that. Please. <laughs> you would see me lose my Dude, shit over anything. You remember but... when we did that recording, my reactions? Oh, with the Brit, with the, with the Scottish, Scottish accent? Yes. Please do that for Rara. Anybody with a super hot British accent oh, yes. who wants to be apparently a GPS <laughs> and send Rara messages. I have my, my Google set for an accent, but that's a whole nother story. Okay. Okay. Anyway, anyway back to <laughs> we, Munch's we went off 10 topic years again. later. <laughs> we need the SpongeBob thing. Okay. I'm still going. Can All you, right. Can you focus? We need to focus. Let's let's just. Okay. I'm going to focus. Mm, focusing. Mm-hmm. You no, realize but... when you say focus, it sounds like fuck ass. <laughs> Is that the New York accent or just A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> focus. <laughs> focus your tuckus. <laughs> I killed her. Here we go. You guys can't even hear her. She's laughing so hard. I think she's dead. I'm going to pee in my pants. I am not cutting any of that. Back by popular demand. Dora making Rara cry. You know the best part about this? I keep asking when I'm editing, I keep asking the patrons, are you guys okay with this nonsense when we start going off? And they're like, that's the best part! <laughs> yeah, I just hope they're laughing with us and not at us. I'm laughing at us. <laughs> I listen to this shit and I go, what the hell were we on? <laughs> the answer is, not enough sleep and too much coffee. I swear, no drugs. I don't do drugs because I'm like this without drugs. We do not want to see me no, on drugs. No, me neither. I do not need that <laughs> level of lost control, man. Holy shit. Munches. You know, no, no, no. Really no. quick, though. Yeah. Earlier, Rara did it to me, so that was just payback. <laughs> I almost peed her couch. No. <laughs> no. Do you remember that part when you're telling me that story, story and I lost it so hard I couldn't breathe? I was seeing stars, dude. <laughs> See, do I have to tell the story now, which has absolutely nothing to do with anything we're talking about? Yes. Yes, you do. Okay. 
So this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. It's just simply an anecdote of Rara making me almost pee her couch. I have three children, two boys, and my youngest is a girl. When I was pregnant with her, we needed to get some early testing. And I really wanted to know what I was having. The doctor at the time said a boy. So we thought, oh, gee, we're having three boys. When I was when I was further along at 19 weeks, a different doctor said during the exam, so did we say you were going to have a boy? And we went, yes. And he goes, huh. And my husband at the time, now ex-husband, turned to the doctor with the seriously best line known to mankind, said to the doctor, what? It fell off? <laughs> or he shouldn't consider a career in porn. <laughs> And that was the first time I had ever heard that story. And I don't, I was not expecting that and lost it. Like couldn't breathe, choking on my own spit, lost it. So there, payback. So it doesn't happen just when we're recording, folks. Anytime Dar and I get together, this is what it's like. You remember how in the very beginning of the podcast, we did a trailer and we said the party never stops or something like that. Because it's always a party when we get together. Yes. We weren't kidding. Not, not even <laughs> close to being a lie, guys. This is normal. <laughs> All right, should we get back on topic? Some lunches. <laughs> because otherwise, this should be about a one ish hour podcast is going to be four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have to edit it. Oh, shit. Let's go. Okay. Now, when we attend lifestyle events, we are giving our consent to being exposed to kinks and fetishes that may or may not be ours. But when you're in public, especially vanilla public, the consent gets a little wishy-washy. It's iffy. And we have to fudge it a bit. And munches are the prime examples of it. Now, my munch, we were fortunate pre-COVID. We had our own space off to the side. And it wasn't a very busy restaurant, which actually worked out really well for us because they were so grateful we were there. We could be a little bit more open when talking and not have to worry about being surrounded by vanillas. But I remember one munch in particular. We were at P.F. Chang's. And for those who might not know, it's a chain of American Chinese American Chinese food. It's a little, I won't say it's high end, but it's middle. It's, it's not a diner. No. And we were surrounded by vanillas. And there were some members of our munch that had a difficult time in keeping their voices low when they talked about kinks. Oh, dear. And there were children in this restaurant. And I think even those of us who feel we should be out and about in our kinks agree, I would hope, that when minors are involved, you have to be careful. Oh, yeah. I I honestly, I hope that's not on anybody's list of things that are okay. Yeah. I mean, look, I said I have three children. Right now, two are adults. One is 16. I am out to them, even to the 16-year-old. And I started slowly with the youngest. The oldest was an adult by the time I got into the lifestyle. The middle one, the running joke is, as far as he's concerned, mommy is a virgin and mommy should stay that way. Yeah, well, typical Jewish boy. And we don't discuss it. And that's (laughs) fine. Whenever I even try to talk to him about making sure he's doing safe sex with condoms, I swear, even over the phone, I can see him sticking his fingers in the ears going, no, 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 I don't hear you. I don't hear you, mom. Bad connection. (laughs) But my youngest, I started coming out to her first as Polly. And then the kinky part, what was interesting is she's been in my dungeon because my dungeon is my basement. It's where the washer and dryer is. And she's been in it when she was younger and was like, "Uh, mom, why do you have a sex dungeon in your basement? And my response at the time, because she was young, I just went, because why not? <laughs> yeah. And that was, that, was that. And the bruises were an accidental discovery. <laughs> she was in the room while I was getting dressed and I forgot I had them. Yeah. And she saw them. And at that point, it was time to talk. And what's interesting, she'd already heard about BDSM. So it wasn't like I even had to necessarily educate her about BDSM. But even my children who know about it. I don't necessarily want them seeing it. Right. It's fine and dandy that they know about it. I want them to learn at an early age to be non-judgmental and to accept. But that doesn't mean they need to see it. And even my oldest, who's a full-grown adult, the rules in the house is he just does. I mean, he's in my house in his room when I'm having parties in the dungeon. And his answer is always just, I don't want to know about it. 
Well, it's kind of the same thing with the one parent of mine that knows. It's my mom. I'll just say it. We have sort of a, I don't know if you can call it a don't ask, don't tell, but like, it's more like a don't describe kind of, kind of thing. It's like, she'll ask me how the podcast is going and she'll be super excited about the success of it. And she'll ask me the technicalities of the editing and the graphic, you know, all the other stuff that we do, but she doesn't want to know the details and I don't want her to know the details ever because she's 70 and my mom and i don't it's just not gonna happen but so the i lost my train of thought okay anytime i talk about porn you can talk about porn hmm? anytime you want to talk about porn this is a safe porn zone safe porn zone yeah does that because we're not doing porn no but we could i guess i mean it's audio so not like they would see anything i mean i do like audio porn <laughs> <sighs> oh sorry i was giving you the audio porn <laughs> I like mine a little more authentic. I'll just sit here quietly. No, I won't. No, I never, won't. never could. We, we've had this joke before. <laughs> no, you won't. I wanted to bring up public porn, which I like. It's interesting. So you've got some porn sites where they do like, you know, slave on a leash or whatever, like that one video we talked about in the very beginning. Except this is different. It's staged, first of all. Very second, staged. Well, yeah, that, that's if you think that that happens... Anywhere, especially in the United States of prudish America? No. No. There are certain ones that are staged and it looks like it's just, you know, sex slave going to a club or going to a party or going to a frat party or walk in the park, wherever it is. Those are entirely done with consent of every single person in that area. They will block off the park if it's outside. They will designate this party. They will invite the people to it. It's usually invitation only. Nowhere in here is consent violated. I mean, I'm sure the amateur ones, probably. Yeah. Most of the time, the professional ones have all been consented to. And I think the problem is people, again, don't seem to realize a lot of the time that porn is fake. <gasps> what? Oh, I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry to bust your bubble. Oh, but yeah, man. it's all staged. It's all bullshit. But, you know, a lot of the scenarios can seem pretty realistic. And this is one of them. And but it's just it's not how most of us do things. And those that do that have that I don't give a fuck attitude. I don't know. I'm this may seem a little prudish, but I'm not sure how I feel about that. When it comes to public porn. I am wholeheartedly in agreement that there's a time and a place similar to the way you described where it's all those there are aware of what's going to happen. They're all invited and it's a safe way to do it. There are places right in Amsterdam, right? Where these things happen. But when you go into that district, it's like walking into a dungeon. You're consenting because you know that shit happens. Yeah, there. you know exactly what you're getting into. You know what you're walking into. It is exactly like going into a dungeon or going to a play party where you know this is what's going to happen. If you're uncomfortable with it, go somewhere else. Yeah. This is what's going to happen. And by walking in that door, you give your consent. That's that's it. Yeah, for me personally, and where my line is, is what you are doing something I can somehow explain to a child in a safe way. So, for example, if you're wearing a, a mask, mm -hmm. I could say to the child, they're playing dress up. That I, I can come up with an excuse or something. If I can't find a way to explain it in a safe way to a child, then for me, I have a problem with it. Okay. So let me throw a couple of examples at you. Okay. And these are the things that we have brought up and the things that kind of, I want to say, instigated this particular topic. Mm -hmm. How would you explain the woman, the dom who took her pet, like actually full on pet gear into a grocery store and had him walk around on a leash? That I have a problem with because that would be hard to explain to a, to a young child. Couldn't you say they're playing dress up? I could, but there's there's a difference. It's not, I could say it's dress up, but then it's also going to lead into a lot more questions. Right. And honestly, I can't get past the disgusting nature of the knees on the floor in a public setting, but that's... <laughs> That's just my OCD. That's just hygiene. hygiene. That's just my OCD. No, and I have a problem with that because the people in the grocery store did not consent to it. Um, if it's a if it's a shoot, 
and it's for, you know, public porn consumption, that's different because there's probably signed waivers. But if there isn't, then no. But how many things do you see in public that you didn't consent to happening? A lot. Uh, Okay, so a number of years ago, I was in France. And I was actually in Paris, and my friend wanted to go up into the Eiffel Tower. Me, being the chicken that I am, scared of heights. You didn't do it? Hell no, I didn't do it. (gasps) Oh my god, the view from up there is spectacular. I don't care. Okay, so I don't have a fear of heights, I have a fear of falling. Yeah, okay. And I the the vertigo that I would have gotten from that would have made me pitch forward and and that would be where the fear of falling comes. I don't want to do it. Okay. Anyway. anyway, so my point is, I was sitting on a bench in Paris, uh in the park right underneath the Eiffel Tower while my friend went up and I said I'm meeting you right here. I'm not moving. The whole safety thing. In the bushes behind me was a couple going at it. Okay. I faced completely forward and I was already kinky at this point. I already was fully aware of what I wanted, what I needed in my life. I was I was already there. I still didn't want to watch them. One, they were in public. They hadn't gotten my consent to do this in full view. Of, I mean, they were in the bushes, so it wasn't full view. But like, damn, people. So like, that's one example where it probably wasn't the best idea for them to do okay. that. And I certainly wasn't going to watch. What happens if all they did was just a hug and a kiss? Would you be okay with that? Yes. What happens if it was two men... Doing it. Yes. Wait, it, doing it or hugging kiss? Hugging and kissing. Yes, no problem. And two women? No problem. Okay, what about uh, Joe Schmo from some, I won't mention a state because I don't want to get people mad at me, but some ultra conservative place who has a problem with that there, them gay folk. And he doesn't consent to seeing the two men hug and kiss. That's his problem. Okay, so exactly. So where does it become an actual problem? And uh, uh, this is my. And when I, their I clothes are off. I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. But I'm saying is, is for you. Yes. Right? You're okay with something. Joe Schmo's not okay with something. Who gets their way? Yeah. Really good point. Really good question. I have no freaking idea other than Joe Schmo is wrong, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> and in this case, I agree wholeheartedly with your opinion. Screw him but- with a wooden spoon sideways. But other than that, or a pineapple, whatever Joe Schmo wants. But regardless of that, that's my opinion. Joe Schmo can go screw himself on his opinion. My thing is, I don't want to see the the going at it part in public unless I am, it's been brought up, it's been, you know, here, mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen, we're doing a scene. In that case, hell yeah, I'm going to watch. I've watched plenty of those. But again, it's one of those, like, I'm embarrassed by proxy to watch this. Like, do you have zero sense of decency? There were kids in that park. Uh- what, what if one of them throws a frisbee and lands on them in the bushes? Five points. Oh, you. <laughs> Especially if it rings something in particular, yes. that would have been hilarious. I, I, but yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's just, it's, this is why this is all about questions and no answers on this particular episode. Right. Because everybody needs to think for themselves. We do have a certain base level, indeed. I mean, similar to, to driving, there's a certain base level set up. So that everybody could be safe on the road. Yes. We, we all agree to it. The societal norms. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Wear your seatbelt. Be yeah. safe. The problem with, with this is just some people are okay with two men walking down, holding hands, and giving each other a quick hug and kiss. Some are not. We've told the ones who are not. So sad, too bad. They're allowed to be this way. Now we've got two kinksters. And they want to put on a collar and a leash and walk down the road. Some people are okay with it and some people are not. And now you go, uh, what do we do? And it's weird because in my brain, I'm going, yeah, be you, like I said before. But also in my brain, I'm going, why would you wear a collar and a leash in public? Jesus Christ. I mean, I've worn collars and leashes, love collars and leashes. I would not do it in public. No. I just wouldn't. So, okay. So another one that I saw was a person walking around in full on latex outfit. Yep. Full on latex gas mask, hood, uh, fake boobs, heels, the whole nine yards, like I paraphernalia all over the place, head to toe, covered in latex, walking around in a grocery store taking selfies. Okay. Issue for me personally. If I saw that walking around, I'd be like, holy shit, way too much. What and if I'm they, in the damn okay. lifestyle. What if they weren't wearing a mask or fake boobs and it was just somebody wearing latex? still an issue because I know exactly what it is. See, now this is interesting. My girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, uh, pro-dom, has a latex fetish. Yes. Lots and lots of latex. We would go out to a party 
she would get dressed in the latex at home before we'd go out because if you've ever worn latex, you know, not it's, easy. It's hard to get into. Right? Yeah. And we'd have to make a run to 7-Eleven. Who would she go into 7-Eleven? Well, she would, but that had nothing to do with the latex. I don't go into 7-Eleven. <laughs> it's against the princess code. <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've done it. But I'm usually, she may be in latex, but she's covered head to toe. I was not covered head to toe. Interesting. So she would be the one to go into 7-Eleven and not me. Interesting. So now what? She's covered in latex. Fucking great question. nothing's showing. I would probably look at her and go, what the fuck? Wear a coat. I don't know. I mean, I know a heat of summer, you probably can't do that. I'm just trying to like in my head, where, what, what do you do? I have no idea. I have no answer to this. I just know that that's my personal feeling. And I, I, I'm fully aware of how hypocritical this sounds coming out of my mouth. I'm aware. It's hypocritical in my own head. It's the equivalent of a gay person, uh, out and about gay person, saying, ew, no, to, to watching two gay men kiss in public. It's hypocritical. You ever think they think of that when they view straight people? Straight people? Probably. Yeah. And what's interesting is, so I didn't go in because I was wearing less. And the reason I chose not to go in was not because I was worried about offending anybody. It was a personal safety issue. Mm, yeah. Okay, so on that I'm, end, not, I'm big busted. When I when I'm wearing less, you get to see a lot. And her wearing latex is probably less likely to get somebody to come after her because she pro- I remember she looked like she could beat your ass. Oh yeah, and would. Uh, in a heartbeat, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I command, I mean, I, when I go out in dom gear and I'm just full black, you know, whatever and I'm, you know, I I do look the part. There was and a I reason her name was Ballbuster. I'm just saying. Yeah. Hers, not mine. I don't know how intimidating I look in that. I know she did. And I never look intimidating. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just can't. It's impossible. No. <laughs> I accept it. You're too cute. No I'm way. cute. I will always be cute. No, I'm fully aware. I do look intimidating. I don't think I ever reached her level. Well, that she is. Yeah, that is the ultimate level. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. But like, again... That's well out of my comfort zone. Well out. Seeing her, if you had, if you had seen her without knowing her, without her. without knowing her, probably walking around like Seven Eleven, maybe slightly different, but walking around like a grocery store or a Target, yeah, I'd probably be very uncomfortable with that. Yeah, again, that's just my personal profile, my personal assessment of my situation. I would be embarrassed by proxy. And I don't have necessarily an idea of how I would feel. A lot of it would depend on the specifics. Like, I think I wouldn't be embarrassed. I would be uncomfortable, but not embarrassed. I would be uncomfortable in the full head to toe. You've probably seen the headpieces, mm-hmm. the, the latex headpieces with the fake ponytails coming out. If I saw that in addition to the full body clothing, yes, I probably would be like, that's a little much. Yeah. But just to wear a latex outfit without that, I probably wouldn't, I would probably look over and go, cool, latex. Damn, that looks uncomfortable. And that would be my reaction, just how <laughs> uncomfortable that probably is. Yeah, because it's hot. I, I guess the point is, you know, assess your own level, assess, assess what's around you, for goodness sakes. Like, I'm sorry, Target, well over the line for me. Kids everywhere in Target. I don't think that's safe. I don't think that's necessary. And even if you're doing it just to get the attention and to get on social media, I still don't like it. I think that's over the line to, for me. But, you know, and the, the person who is dragging her pet around on the leash in the grocery store, again, it's over the line. There are so many people. I, look, I will barely even, I'm going to sound even more like a prude. I have a huge problem with PDA regardless. I'll hold my husband's hand. I'll let him steer me around and stuff, but I'm not going to stand in line and make out with him like I see other people do. What about a long extended hug? I don't know. Because I've done that where I'll be in line. And especially when I first moved here and my poor Arizona thin blooded (laughs) body would get cold really easily. Mm -hmm. I would stand while we were waiting in line with my dom up against plastered against his body for warmth. And he would have his arm around me just holding and he'd rub his hand up and down my back. But there'd be no kissing. But again, because of the height difference, my head's resting on his chest, on his pecs, yeah. and he's rubbing my back up and down trying to warm me up. Okay, difference. Because with that, I think I would be able to tell, oh, she's fucking cold. I get very <laughs> cold like that. I mean, I stick my nose in my husband's ear to warm up, for goodness sakes. 
Yeah, that made me uncomfortable when you did that. And you did it anyway. No, no I'm kidding. It's I'm I'm joking. Okay. It was weird. Now I'm going to be really self-conscious doing that. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Are you shaming I just, me? I just, in all the daddy little girl stuff I've thought of, that never crossed my mind. <laughs> I stuck it in his belly button before, too. Yeah. No, that one just stuck it either. <laughs> I would I would have taken the hand and just rubbed it on my nose. I don't even know how that got started. Anyway. So yeah, it's again, it all comes down to you and your profile and you know what you are comfortable with and how you assess the situation. And just respect the situation. Be you. But also understand that a lot of people are going to be iffy about it. And there are ways to successfully kink in public in more understated ways. You can wear, and I know people have done this, they wear rope harnesses under their clothes. Mm -hmm. So you can't see it. Butt plugs, those are always fun. Yeah, what was that where you go through a metal detector accidentally wearing a metal butt plug No, no, I had done my research. OCD pays off. I did my research and I knew don't wear the metal butt plug through. I would go through them. I would have it in my purse though, so they saw it because I'm sure it came (laughs) up on on the x-rays. And then you go through and you go to the bathroom and you put it in then. There's collars that can be a little more discreet. And what's amazing is I went shopping with my daughter. She wanted some accessories and she wanted chokers. And I kept calling them collars. And she kept looking at me going, Mom, why do you keep saying collars? Oh, boy. Yeah, that was before she knew I was kinky. That was was fun. So right now, there's lots of people who wear them and have nothing to do with kink. No, it's a fashion statement. I mean, if you're wearing a studded one with a huge O-ring hanging off of it, uh, you might need to answer some questions. That's just goth. Then that's the question. I, I was goth in high school. I wore that shit. You did that. Goth. That's goth. See, I was never goth. Oh uh, yeah, full full black, dark eye makeup. The hair was really dark at the time. Well, it still is, but now I have highlights and all that jazz. I need to see a picture someday. You know what's funny about that? I keep mentioning this that I was goth in high school. There are no pictures. <gasps> I know. Heartbroken. I know. There are no pictures of that. Because probably because you were so goth, you wouldn't let there be pictures. Yep. Because, you know, as a vampire, you can't get a picture taken. No, I'm kidding. I didn't actually think I was a vampire. That's ridiculous. Well, for me, it was ridiculous. No, I did not actually think I was a vampire. But <laughs> my point is there, there's no actual pictures. There's Sorry. school pictures. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of, you know, mm-hmm. but I dressed up. Yeah. There's always the tried and true, not allowed to wear panties. You've done that, haven't you? I still do it, and I don't even have a dom. <laughs> I can't. It's just something naughty about it. Are you wearing panties right now? Yes, I always wear panties when I'm in pants. Okay. Oh, good. Now that I've added myself, yes. If you see me in public and I'm wearing a skirt or a dress, <gasps> the odds are very strong. I do not have panties on. Well, then nobody try to look. But now I without know. permission. Well, I mean, if we're in your house, I'm going to just straight up ask you. But now I'm now I'm going to know every time we okay. go out. Some people they ask for permission before they can go to the bathroom when they're out in public somewhere, and you just do it discreetly. You lean over, you whisper. There are things like oh, the ooh, the remote control vibrator, the Wee Vibe, and other name brands. Mm-hmm. Those are fun. You can I think it's what's that one? You can is it the Wee Vibe that you get the app on the phone? Oh yeah, and you do it over an internet connection. Oh yeah. So you get the vibe and you could be in a completely different country. And as long as there's an internet connection with that app, they're coded, I believe. Yep. That sounds like so much fun. You know, the the first guy that I ever, that discovered that I was a little. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to try that. Oh, uh, did you? No, we didn't ever actually get the chance to, but I wanted to. Aw. It would have been so much fun. There's things like when you and your daddy walk, he holds your hand and doesn't let you cross the street by yourself. Yeah, as but long here's as you're not thing. saying anything, you can do it. Yeah, but here's the thing. Sometimes he'll turn, look at me, and go, oh, hold daddy's hand. And I will look at him. And I'll be like, fuck you. Stop singing that so loud. We're going to Home Depot for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, come on. Everybody knows Home Depot is kinky. I know Home Depot is kinky. But still, I I don't like it. So I've, I've told him that once or twice. And, you know, he he's better. I don't think he has a volume control, but he is better. He thinks about it now. You can order for your sub in a restaurant that's not that strange for the one partner to order for both partners. How interesting is it, though, 
if you have a female dom and her male sub and the female orders, would it be more, it's more obvious? Well, coming from a matriarchal society that sort of what happens in my place. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. But I'm talking in higher end yeah. restaurants, isn't it usually like the, it's always portrayed the male orders for yes, the... Yes, but that the... doesn't mean it can't be reversed. Right. It's just, just you're right, it'll be a little bit more obvious. There was an episode of House, I think, once where they were asking the guy questions and he kept looking over to the beautiful statuesque woman that was near him and she was answering all the questions for him and then they figured it out. And uh-huh. like I knew well before the characters did, obviously. But the one character turned and was like, uh, "I think she's his dom." And I was like, "Oh, well, interesting." Duh. Yeah, there was an actual episode about it. I think I will have to go look that up now. I'll show it to you. I guess there really isn't an obvious answer to any of this. It comes down to your personal preferences, the environment you're in at the time. Yeah, read the room because. It will be different depending upon where you are at and who's there with you. It might depend on who you're with. What I'll say and do in front of my kids is not the same things I will say and do in front of my parents. Right. And what I say and do in front of my daughter is not the same as what I will say and do in front of my sons. Why are you staring at me like that? Because that actually sounds kind of sexist. There's a reason for it. Their comfort level. My sons don't want to discuss sexual things with their mother, while my daughter, woman to woman, has more questions and wants to understand as a woman what it's like, what a woman does, because I'm her role model. Oh, that's okay. Great job, girl, picking that for your... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, man, she's going to come to me one day and be like, so um, the needles, and I'm going to be like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> No, but no, ducky. that's what it is. I told you, my one son likes to think his mom is a virgin. Okay, so when and you the said, three were born under you, a rock, you, <laughs> <laughs> you did that to me on purpose because the way you said it sounded the, the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. That's but just you got me. I will have discussions with my daughter about sex because I want her to understand her power as a woman to make her own decisions, to take care of her own body, to be responsible for her own body. My sons don't need that conversation. They get the how to treat a woman conversation, how to be a good ally for women conversation. So, yeah, they're going to get different me. Yeah. Because of it. And I'm going to act differently with my kinky friends versus my work friends. Certain people do have a bit of a crossover for me. Like I'll have conversations with certain friends at work who know. But for the most part, no, it'll be it'll be separate. And um, quite frankly, I'm pretty comfortable with my prude ass. Nothing wrong with that adorable prude ass of yours. Yeah. And you know what? Hopefully, God willing, we'll still be doing this podcast when you're my age. Rara. What? Just because I'll be in my fucking 70s doesn't mean I still can't Ra- be kinky. Rara. That's like a good solid 20 years from now. So? You really? We'll be in syndication by then. Your mouth to God's ears. We're, we're going to run out of topics in 20 years. Guys, we need more topics. You know what's going to be really cool, though, the next 20 years. Is I'll be so old, I'll forget. We can do it all <laughs> over again, and it'll be, like, new to me. And I'll talk to you like this. That's right. <laughs> no, you're going to have to talk to me like this, because the hearing aid won't pick everything up. Jeez, look, we have done it again. When are we going to learn to stop going off like that? <laughs> Man, like, what does that have to do with anything we just talked about in this entire podcast? <laughs> this entire episode, that was not it. Like, no, we but, are nuts. But when I'm in my 70s, do not view me as a prudish old lady. You can do the shit in front of me. Dude, I'll be way more prudish than you. Even when I'm 70? When you're 70, I will still be more of a prude than you. Yes. Guaranteed. Yeah, I, I sort of see that too. Guaranteed. <laughs> okay, look, I get described as a lot of things. Prude has just never been one of them. New. If anything, I'm the friend that you will sit and put your fingers in your ears and go, okay, enough already. Yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, she does. She's doing it right now, yeah. actually. La, 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 la. <laughs> all right, let's finish this up. Okay. You want to throw in our conclusion here? I don't know what our conclusion is. Okay. There is no right answer, folks. That's, That's our the conclusion. conclusion. Yes. There is no right answer. And if nothing else, we hope we've made you think, made you look inside yourself and see where your prudish ways might be. (laughs) Thank you for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered, 
or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it will be shared in a future episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife at the handle Pink Kink Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.